Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Barber Union. Barber Union. I'm I'm one of the hosts, um, William Alfred. Sly and Handy. Sly Handy on, you know, um, I can't even say it's on some, uh, you know, some Batman and Robin stuff. It's more like, 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 like Batman and Superman. Oh, um, dang. You know, it's more like um, Iron Man and um, Captain America. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, we got, um, we're on the same team, <laughs> different powers. Um, that we're bringing to the table. Um, we're going to address some things, and uh, you know we're going to move like that. You know, but we're out for um, this is like the Barber Justice League in a sense. You know, <laughs> <laughs> definitely Justice so, League. Um, you know, so Sly, like, um, you know, um, won't you tell the world about yourself? <clears throat> you know, I've been, you know, been a barber for about fifteen years. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you go back to high school. Listen. You know what I mean? Who would know this? Winslow. Back in the Winslow days. Winslow. Yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, you know, my life, you know, I worked a few jobs, used to cut around in the neighborhood. Right. You know? Right, you know, right. $5 type thing. Yeah. You know, $10. And um, uh, what, I never took it that serious at that time. What What gave you that initial, what, what gave you that initial, like, you know, that initial punch where you, like, you know what? I think I want to do this. I think I want to pick up some clippers and mm-hmm. and start cutting hair. Honest, yo, honestly, <clears throat> me cutting at like sixteen years old wasn't really? even thinking about that. People wanted me to like cut their hair here and there. I was just doing shape ups and stuff like that. But yeah, when I start like years going down the line, when I was in my twenties, graduated and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you know, always getting in trouble in the street. Right, you know right. what I mean. So. Yeah. I had a good job at Sony Music Entertainment making CDs and movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Did what? that 11 years, you know, had my own little room, grew up, man. Was around some senior people that, like, you know, educated my brain. Yeah, yeah. And then they end up moving to uh, Mexico. Mexico. And next thing you know, yeah, they moved to Mexico for cheaper labor. Right. And um, they gave me a TRA plan that, like, you know, every, to said everybody go to school. Yeah, yeah. You know, for free pretty much. Nice. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I was on unemployment for like two years, didn't do nothing, hanging around. Right, you know, right. I'm still young, I'm 28, 29, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So 2013, I decided to go to Kamatage School because yeah. um, it was down the street from my crib, right. Empire Beauty School. Mm-hmm. Went, took that up, and got paid while I was in school. As long as I kept maintaining the C average, you know what I'm saying? I can keep getting the money. Yeah. And, uh, Go to school, so I did that, and I was, you know, more successful than I thought I was. Now I want to, I want to um, do a, I want to slide back a little bit, mm-hmm. all right? Because I feel like whenever, like, I, I believe that who we are now mm-hmm. is like little portions, it's like little pieces of the puzzle that came together to mm-hmm. make us up, like who we are now. Absolutely. So let's go, let's go back. Mm-hmm. Let's go back a decade or so. Mm-hmm. The Sony music thing, because I'm, I'm, I know for me, I was always a big music fan. So as soon as you mm-hmm. said music, yeah, I'm just like, oh shoot, what? Mm-hmm. And what? Like, what was you doing? Like, far as the music thing, like just to give a little. I was making. We we supplied the East Coast. Okay. And we um, made um, the top artists: Michael Jackson, uh, J- right. uh, Jay Z. 
Like this Beyonce. is like like printing stuff up, like printing the for, CDs. Everything and... was made there from scratch. Okay, okay. In Pittman, New Jersey, was the main office. So for you was into manufacturing yeah. and all that. Yeah. stuff? Yeah. So okay. we so we made the CD. So I was making the CDs from scratch. Wow. And putting the information on there and burning them off of stamp mother stampers. Remind me of disc makers a little bit. Was that connected? We was the bigger disc makers. Okay. In okay. That's where a lot of us yeah, left to yeah, when they okay. closed. You know, they went there, but we was way more advanced. We had robots and everything. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That's funny, man. Because, like, like I used to do my music thing, and Disc Makers was like, you know, I thought that was the spot where you would, you know, that was like the Rome at the time mm -hmm. in my area for, like, getting stuff printed up and everything, mm -hmm. you know. So that's that's funny, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did yeah. The, we did all the big artists. Yeah. Packaged it. Everything was done. Shipped from there. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow, yeah. how about that? And I, I started becoming a printer. I printed the images on it. Like, all the PlayStation games from any, any any PlayStation game was done there. So, you know, we had first dibs. Yeah, yeah. You know, so <clears throat> okay, that's what we did. And right. I had my own room. It was a printer, screen maker. I made the screens for them. Had my own room for the last five years of that. Yeah. And then they closed. So, so at, in, but in this, in this frame, in this portion of your life, did you see yourself like involving yourself in, with barbering at all at no. this point? No, no? uh-uh. It happened when we closed up and um, I was on unemployment and the people in my new neighborhood I was living in, Lindawall. Okay. They, um, I had two pairs of clippers, had family who said come over. So you were still doing some stuff on it, like yeah, they were. Like, like, you know, I could shape that. that up, man. I could. I wasn't doing no fades. Right. I was right. just like, I could shape you up. I could do this. I could do that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And my aunt used to say, my mom's sister used to say, like, you know. Why don't you go to school for this? But I never thought it was any money in it. Right. I right. never thought I thought it was like mm. just some old side house type. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. Not a yep. career, so I never went that way. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, all right, going back to when you signed up for cosmetology school, mm -hmm. right? When you decided to get into cosmetology so school, did you see yourself like when you signed up and everything? Well, or I put it like this, right? Because, um, you know, I just want to. I, I just want to see if our foundations matched up a little bit. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? When okay. you signed up for cosmetology school, what was the expectation that you had when you signed up? When you went in there and signed the pay, and when you, because I know first they sent to put you on a tour. Yeah. Right? You went through the school and then this and that. What was your expectations right away? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, mm -hmm. this is cosmetology school. Was it like, yeah. were, were they like on some like, yo, because I know you probably said, I want to be a barber. Right or was you like I want to be a stylist? No, nah, actually, I was a style. I didn't. I, I was into the female hair. Oh, I wasn't doing male hair. First like influence that. or from the school or just or from you already the school. Had... The first influence was women. Okay. I was good at doing female hair. Get out of here! Yeah. Oh man, I I yo I had um I was I had the uh, student um educators award and I had um for the region for our region i have that award whereas like they only pick one right. out of all the schools in in the state okay and then they take all the ones in the in each three regions to like hershey to actually uh you know be a part of their little program that they had okay and um all the teachers uh actually chose me to actually represent that the our region our mm. southern region so i have to actually had that award and that was off of women here because right. You know, I had a couple of girls that was in the classroom that was pretty talented. Uh -huh. you know, a lot of girls from the street. They, right, you right. know, moms had salons. Right. They can't work with their moms. They just like, yo, uh -huh. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. 
I learned from them. You know mm. what I'm saying? And really, me and my boy went to cosmetology school because we was hanging out in the barbershops. And mm. they said, yo, man, you guys hanging out in the barbershop all the time. Yeah, yeah. You and, might you know, as well. You might as well right. do this because right. we had our friends was there. We, you know, Sigleville was like, yeah. Nothing but barbers, you know, KB and mm-hmm. another yeah. other barbers. Shout out to KB. Shout you know out to I mean? KB. Dave yeah. Johnson, all these yeah, dudes yeah. from from Dave. a brother oh, man. from brothers barbershop, man. Right, they was right, on platform right. billboards winning all brothers. the competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We grew up with those dudes. They was like in a sense like a room in the neighborhood. You know, they was the you know, they was like at the top Earl. of the hill right there. Yeah. Big shout out to Earl. All them brothers back in knew, the day. I knew Earl. RJ. I knew Earl from uh, we're going back to the early '90s. Yes. When yeah. I, I don't know if you remember remember Lee DeRamus. Lee, yep, yeah. Yeah, that's where I that's where I was like sweeping the hair on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Earl used to be one of the barbers in the shop. Mm-hmm. So just to watch him rise up and go in the direction he did, you know, I'm yeah. just sitting here like, Dag, I remember. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When all these cats was piled up in one barber shop. Yep. And they spanned it out, you know. Um, Darren and Cultures, all yeah, of them. Yeah. There's, there's, there's KB, a lot of barbers. Can't, like, me and KB used to work at McDonald's together. And we were sitting there like Frisbee and burgers at each other. Like, who known like KB, mm. you know, went to the platform he did. You yep. know, this dude doing judging hair shows. Judging hair shows. I went to a hair show with him one day. And they was treating this Joker like he was Jay Z. Yeah, you know he they yeah. hand people walking up handing them stuff, and I'm stand, I'm trying to stand closer to him, like, hey, can I get something too? I'm down with this guy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> so, that, no, KB, yeah. that, he was my barber, right. and we we you know we knew each other from high school. Right, right. You know we yeah. we double dated on the prom together. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Wow. We go wow. back then. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So. And me and you would be passing each other like in the hallways, like, yo, what's up? You know, just that yeah. that brotherhood, what's up, and everything. But um. You know, so um, you know, so so you went into cosmetology school. Boom, you're getting awards and stuff. You're doing your thing. What what made you curve your direction into barbering? Well, a lot of the salons wanted me to work with them. Okay, you know what I mean. Some of the barbers barbers was like, well, like he's got the ethics that is like consistent. So they like you know like you come over here and be a barber. But to me, I'm like. Yo, I'm learning this female hair stuff like that. Right. I'm not in the phase like that, but I'm sharp with the with the with the yeah with the, with the hands with the clippers and stuff. Right, right. So it's like my old barber, uh, Van, that used to work with Yeah, Big Van. Big Shout Van. out to Big Van. Shout big out to Van. Big Van. And, you know, yeah. Ron Dell and them brothers yeah, that, yeah. That over, and they was connected with all them brothers in Sickleville. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is right. a small world. Small world. And I'm getting yeah. cut out in the wall. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I found out that he had a shop. Mm-hmm. So I would go there there and visit him. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, yo, stop, put you on. And, you know, he was booming, you know, mm-hmm. 15, 18 barbers in there. Like, he was killing it, man. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely learned a lot, you know, dealing with, you know, Big Van. So, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, um, But I still didn't know where I was at yet because I was really just, you know, in there, you know, getting paid. Right. And, and being in school. But I'm a type of person that, from Sony, that, you know, they structured me to be disciplined. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? They were very disciplined. There was a lot of engineers in there. Everything's about numbers. Mm. You know, big managers and bosses right. used like flying in from Canada. That's what I was Europe talking about earlier, that. like a piece of the puzzle that made you are made you into who you are today. That that had some type of influence, mm. like even back then. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. But go, I, go ahead. I, I, cut, I cut some of those managers now, still today. I just cut wow. the other day. Wow. My, my top. Managing print off uh, manager supervisor. Mm-hmm. I cut him yesterday, and wow. he doesn't work there no more. He has a different job because, of course, it moved 
But uh, yeah. a lot of those people that's in there, I, I cut their hair still. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, a lot of that structured me from there. But when I left, when I graduated there, they offered me um, a scholarship to be a teacher educator. Okay. You, well, know at the, you mean at the hair school? Or, yeah, like, okay, okay. like back to back. Like right, it was right. like you graduated like, yo, man, like like he has time. Like he's in here. Like I had a 99.9, you know, uh, attendance rating. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was yeah. in there, mm. you know, had nail certificates and all that. So yeah, I was, yeah. you know, more of a, a cosmetologist than just like, oh, I'm going to be a barber because I still right. didn't know what I was going to be at that time. Right. Like right. I do know some brothers like, like, um, uh, uh, shout out to my man Khalib, absolute fabulous. Yeah, head. yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, he yeah. was a guy that Super I seen on the building. Another one, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Khalib, and shout Khalib, out. Yeah, big yeah. dog. Like right. right now, he's doing good. Got right. restaurant stuff like that, you know. Right. And I look for at him because mm-hmm. he was just right before me, and I was like, wow, like he tried to barber and certain things like that. Like right. you know, he was managers at different shops. You know, KB's his barber. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I see him, and I'm we, like, me, you were surrounded by people that yes. represented entrepreneurship yes. that was like yes. you know not but also loving you know the art of barbering and cosmetology mm-hmm. you know what i mean at this point like people was loving it like yo i love the art yeah but i believe it it wound up transforming also or not transforming but more like um it, it more like evolving into like yeah that's good you enjoy the art but also making it into a business as well yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. um because I feel like in these days it have to be it have to be hand in hand it have to be like okay you can enjoy the art but it has to be lucrative yeah. it can't just you know you're not a street artist where you're just living off of some crumbs and hoping mm-hmm. like you know we got families yeah you know what I mean wives and kids girlfriends and kids and all that like you know uh how are we going to supply you know not not just provide for ourselves, but if we decide to take on a family, how are we going to, you know, provide for them as well? So that's where entrepreneurship plays a a part. And it's it's not entrepreneur; it's art, business, and also being like it's it's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if you're going to take on this stuff, you have to be responsible for it mm-hmm. as well. You know, but but I'm sorry, you um, so so you're linking up with um with you know you're going to you're going into the education field now. Yeah, they um, so, <clears throat> they, yeah, cause you know, like you know, I still was like you know, in the street a little bit stuff. I, right, I ended up losing everything, almost had no car and everything. So it was right. like every transportation was funny and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was sacrificing. You know, okay. so with my yeah. dudes, I ain't had my own spot and mm-hmm. stuff like that right, running around. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, I did that and uh, Van Extravagant gave me a shot over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tough. Yeah. Because it was a lot of sharks in there, man. Mm. Like they was all good. Yes, like, sir. I, yes, sir. I thought, you yep. know, my 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 demo person thought that I was that good. Mm-hmm. I was nowhere near what they was on in that shop. Right, right. And you know, I sucked it up and went in there and mm-hmm. um, learned from the best that was in there. Did you feel any type of intimidation, like when you when you started in there? Like, well, did you look <clears> around <throat> and was like, "Oh shoot, I got these sharks around me," you know, because. Uh, also, what comes along with, unfortunately, sometimes, I'm not going to say all the time, but sometimes, like, that competition is there, too, amongst barbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, me and you are representing the Barbers Union here. We're representing two, you know, like-minded barbers with two different streets, like, coming together. But it's easy in the barber world to be competitive. Yes. Did you feel like that was, like, like you know, overcasting you in a way? or was, Well... 
<clears throat> I'm be honest, like everything's always like some type of intimidation, no matter what you kind of go into, really. Because in my world, me growing up, it was it was always a a competition with right. anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was used to just being okay with losing and learning. Mm. Okay. I was always like okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like even with the Kamataji school. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like I could mess up things and yeah. you know things will happen or whatever, but I learned from the mistakes it was okay. Right, right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I I'm always that start from the bottom now I'm here type yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. Yeah, I mean? yeah. That I'm always like okay, yeah, but you're going to see me, you know, I'm not going to give up like so, you know, going into there was the same atmosphere it was like like, you know, bands should say, don't worry about it. You know, I failed my commentary test like seven times. Get out of here. Failed the practical a couple of times. Yeah, the yeah, teacher, yeah. Had, you know, the teacher one took me about four years to do it. Right, right. And I got it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I never stopped but it's, whatever yeah, I'm doing. And that's the key. Yeah, that's the that's the that's a major key right there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I think the, you know, the way how people are, are viewing things now uh, in the modern, you know, talking about now, um, they're viewing challenges that like okay if it don't work then that's it you move on to something else right that's you know what, what i'm is. saying so um you know that's good to hear that hey look i you know i, I took the l a few times but mm -hmm. i still kept going yeah. you know and um you know me myself i failed my cosmetology test the first time i took it i went i felt a little depression and back then we didn't have like cell phones or nothing right mm -hmm. so i went i remember uh you know, I felt this thing, and I, I was just like, oh, shoot. The Shout out to, you know, uh, Mr. Owen, you know, my first um, my first employer, okay. you know what I mean, okay. uh, in the barber world. But he was like, yo, you better pass this test or else. You better get your stuff together mm -hmm. if you want to work here. So mm -hmm. when I failed my test, I, I went into my apartment, and I was like, shoot, man. Like, I got to mm -hmm. – I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting here processing stuff. Like, how did I fail? What did I do? <laughs> I thought I did everything right. Right. Man, and my boys came over. They was knocking on my door, like, because, you know, mind you, back then we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. So we were supposed to go out that night. Mm. So they, like, banging on the door, like, yo, Will, we know you there. We see your car. You know, and, and you I ain't was, come out. I ain't answer the door or nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was just like, yo, man, I'm, I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. And I'm already, mm. I'm not that, that dude in the barbershop. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. still learning and, you know, um, you know, I'm sitting under these cats. I'm watching, you know, shout out to Philly Styles, you know, um, more than Styles, cuts, you know, L, L and Ron and Mac. Yep, good yeah, dudes, yeah, good you dudes. Know, um, you know, I'm watching all, I'm watching Mac. He's a left-handed barber. Mm -hmm. I'm watching the rest of the bar and I'm learning every little, you know, I'm shadowing them. You know, mm -hmm. Mr. O, like when I first started working for Philly Styles, I was setting my clippers down and I was just like, and he was like, yo, what do you think you're doing? And I was like, yo, I got, you know, I'm in hair school, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to, to do my thing, man. I'm good. Mm -hmm. He was like, nah, I want me. you to watch all these barbers, shadow all of them, you know. And then, yep. you know, and I was sitting under these cats for like maybe, you know, a couple months. Mm -hmm. And and then before he even let me on one head, he was like, yo, you got to cut my hair first. Yeah. It, yeah. Took, it took like two days to cut, the, cut this man's hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he had... He had this this shape head where it's like when you hit this parietal section yeah. and everything, the whole course changed up. Changes up. With the fade. So the barbers are hovering over me like, nah, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to change your guard up and you got to do this. I was stuck. And then it's back to the drawing board again. Like, yo, I got to shadow these barbers and figure out like how to get this fade. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've already had the pressure of, like, shoot, I'm not sharp like that with the Clippers. And I'm in the middle of getting my credentials straight, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I got to get this. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Um, the challenge. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, like, you can't, I, I don't know, just matching up to how the barber society is now. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have YouTube and no, no all that man, stuff. We that. we just had like yo, you got shadow cats and you got to get in where you can fit in mm-hmm. and hope that you get that you get elected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be you know to get picked to, to work in the barbershop was like a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was yeah, and that's could be a little little you know scary a little bit right, intimidating right. because you like you know you come from commentary school never worked into a professional atmosphere so you like right man this thing's getting ready this is a whole i feel like i'm on the platform first you thinking like yeah i could go right. in there and cut this is regular yeah yeah uh, yeah. you going in on the platform like right you know what i'm saying everybody's watching you got a little mm, bar like you're on the stage you're on the stage yeah, now yeah, yeah, so yeah. i'm sitting here like you know when i when i was in commentary school right i was mm-hmm. just finishing right um i remember getting my clippers fixed Right. right, we still had the wires on them and everything. Got the Andes and stuff. We didn't have Amazon back then. No, we couldn't just jump on Amazon and order another pair of clippers no. and had them there in two days. It's like you was on the on on Front Street. You was on stage performing, mm-hmm. and if something went wrong, you had to fix that clipper. Hold on, hold on a second. Yes. Hold on, my man. I, I got you. You know, let you me gotta just be a mechanic, right listen, there. The soldering, the soldering iron. <laughs> what? Listen. And I used to go to your. I used to go to Morning Cuts. That's when I first seen you cutting. And mm. you put uh, the lizard on the bull's head. <laughs> I said, yo, was that where put the lizard yeah. on the bull's head? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm already like, yo, I'm way, but I got to get on that level. Because nah. you know what I'm saying? Because what's his name in the, uh, in the back to fix everybody's clippers? What's the guy's uh, name? Mac. Yeah. Mac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out our, to Mac. We used to get yeah. the clippers South over Jersey, there. South Jersey, clipper repair. Mm-hmm. So I would look in there, and I'm like, yo, there's barbers in here. You know what right. I mean? They doing anything, boom, boom. Right. like, where I'm going to go? I yeah, live yeah, around yeah. the corner, boom, boom. But right. Van used to be my barber, so mm-hmm. I knew him. And that's where you know, where my yeah. first shot was at. Yeah, I never yeah. worked in the shop. Right, right. So Yeah. It's, it's funny with the lizard story, though. But, um, I think what kind of um, helped help me further, if mm-hmm. anything, um, with cutting hair is, um, you know, my history of drawing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, I used to draw and doodle and all that, and my brother does do. Shout out to Rob Anthony. Rob. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, and the funny thing, looking back, I feel like I was a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. I feel like the designs, just doing designs and stuff kind of got me over back then mm-hmm. because, like, designs started coming into play. And because I al- already was drawing, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that kind of got me a little attention mm-hmm. doing that. And back then, there wasn't a lot of barbers, like, in my area, at least, like, doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, But now it's like, like, if you look at now, almost everybody you know, is doing some kind of design some work. Some design work, yeah, no matter just, what it is. Yeah, it just in, um, in the barbershop, it's like, I, I can't even say something like it's, it's oversaturated. Um, it's just the the world, if you want to say that, the whole world is oversaturated. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if you go on TikTok and Instagram and all that, and you see, like, one, back in the day, you will see a once-in-a-while art. You know, once in a while, you'll see an artist or somebody doing something crazy or something. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I don't know what it is, but everybody, it's like the mutants, you know, like from um from X-Men. Like everybody possess, possess some type of like gifting. Yeah. Where it's like, um, it's like, oh, okay, you do lizards. So right. do I. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Right, right, you know, right. Like, but, 
back in the day, it was like it, it was like a once in a while type, like one every ten person you see, you yeah. know, like doing that. So I think with that being said, like you know, along with everybody having this new gift and ability, you know, and abilities to you know, you know, get blurry fades and do all this st- stuff that you didn't see before. I think it, it kind of like and correct me, I stand to be corrected, but do you think it kind of dulled down? Of course, yeah. you know the um the I guess the uh, the frame of what barbering is, mm-hmm. you know, where people don't take it as serious now, and it's like just like with basketball, everybody's in AAU, everybody's like you know can handle the ball, everybody can drip more than back in the day. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. It's a almost like it's a common thing. Like, oh, you don't. Like, like, you don't yeah. do this, you know. If you're a barber, oh, you don't do this or you do that. But do you think that along with that, like it's a lot of disrespectful stuff that come along with it? Oh yeah, like the oh, appreciation man. isn't there. Oh man, the yeah. you know just the hum, the humility in it, mm-hmm. the stuff that me and you went through, you know, shadowing and all that. I remember like when I first started. When I first first started, I was straight shining shoes. Mm-hmm. I was like on my knees, like sitting there, yeah. shaming you know, people's shoes and stuff like that, running errands for the barbers, you know what I mean? Going out and getting food and stuff and and sometimes the food spilling on me on the way back to the shop. (laughs) So I got that gravy stain on my shirt like for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Like sitting there like, like do you, like the barber today is like, what? You did, it's not me. They ain't sweeping up your floor. They ain't doing none of that. Nah. You know what I mean? They try like, I'm coming here to get paid. I'm cutting that guy. Right. You like, wait a minute. I'm starting me immediately. Yeah. You want me to fold what towels? Right. (laughs) You want me to do what? Yeah. Are you crazy? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm coming here to, I'm I'm bigging up your shop. What is, what are some of the things like you as a shop owner? Okay. What are, as you, you as a shop owner, what are, what are some things that you encounter where you're like, you disrespectful? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> even a, even a, no, I'm I'm just talking about even on the initial, even on the initial approach of wanting to work. You know what? What are some things I ain't gonna say was right or wrong? Right. But but you, what are some things that for you is like a peeve? Like, nah, man. Like and and but but then at the same time, like, are we messing up because we're comparing what we grew up under to the modern you know atmosphere? Like, yo, curve a little bit. It's all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you yeah. don't have to be as strict. Right, right, but, right. But is there some stuff that peeve you that's like, no, man, like, your foundations are faulty. You we, need to change that up. Yeah, yeah, well, social media definitely plays a big part in all of this. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, uh, go on the social medias and they see a lot of these other barbers doing certain things. Mm. So they think that they're on an equal level with them. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, <clears throat> you see some shops now that I see that may just start, maybe in different states. Right. And they be decked out, man. Mm-hmm. They be beautiful. Right, Chairs right. Chairs shining, floor shining, mm. ceiling black, honeycomb lights. Yeah, yeah. Right? And the barbers, they admiring that. Right. Like the new ones. They're like, yo, that's the shop I want. Mm-hmm. That's what. But they don't know what it took to get that. Right, right. They don't right. know nothing that it took to get that. And when they come to your shop, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They believe that they on the same level as that person. But right. yet the work ethics and the professionalism they have not learned. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
And sometimes on certain things in cutting hair, they haven't learned. Right, right. But they really want to come in there and sell a dream. They want to come in there and like, yo, man, I got oh, I got mad clients and I got this mm-hmm. and I got that. They trying to like trick their way in and and, right. and all that. And I'm like, you don't have to do all that, bro. Right. Like I didn't have to do that. Like a lot of barbers, like like back when we started, you know, 15 years ago, whatever, mm-hmm. like especially what extravagant, like you definitely got what I got exposed, like right. day one. Right, right. You would yeah. have to be careful on that because you mm-hmm. would see like all these dudes like you would be walking by like dang these guys are sharp like right. wait a minute like yeah, you know, yeah. I, I want to come and learn some of these guys be like I don't know if I want to come here yet yeah I'm gonna have to stay at home and cut a little yeah, bit yeah yeah but nowadays it's like <clears throat> a lot of the shops are not you know as being as big sometimes because mm-hmm. you know COVID and stuff right so they're coming in and they're like with oh, these I'm, expectations with expectations yeah. like oh I'm the man I'm only I'm wow. there's only three of us in here yeah yeah you know what I mean I hope he doesn't get any more people like, right. wait a minute that does that's not business that's yeah. not how barbershops really run right you know I I know with me like I got humbled working at extravagant. Like yeah, I went in, like I said, like bro. I said earlier, I was like a big fish in a, a small pond, if you will. You know, no, not discrediting where I was working at, but I felt like I was that dude. You know, I felt like I was that dude well enough to where I was just like, yo, let me go. I, I need to because it was the shop I was working at. It wasn't like a lot of traffic being bought in there. Yeah. And I just was like, I need to go get somewhere where I know what's happening. And I wound up moving to the Defer area. Uh, I just got married, or I was about to get married, and I moved to the Defer area. Mm-hmm. And every time I drive past there, it just looked like it was packed out. And I was like, I need to be in that atmosphere. I walked up in there. I talked to Big Van. I came in there with my iPad. You know, it probably was like, what, the Generation 3 at the time or something? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> the early 20s. <laughs> I had a bunch of, like, the pit, the you know, the camera quality wasn't all that, but I was ready. I had my resume, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And I just was like, yo, here. Here, you know, I have this, I have that, and showing him all this stuff. And I was I was there, though, to learn or to be in the atmosphere. I won't even say I was there to learn at first. I was there to be in the atmosphere where I could, you know, like, start making more money. Mm-hmm. And I got humbled real quick, man. I yeah. was in there, and I thought I was the dude, and I was just like, yo, there's plenty of people in here that's, like, either on either. There's people either beneath me, like, my level-wise. There's people at my level, and then there's people that was – above and i just was like and i was promoting myself i was calling myself willie cuts at the time i was like yo i'm willie cuts and this and that man listen i got humbled real quick working under these cats because mm-hmm. i thought i was a dude and it kind of knocked me down a little bit because i was like yo i had people complain like yo man this fade is still it's not blending you know because they was because in that shop it was an expectation yeah you know to like <laughs> yo man you gotta come you gotta come sharp you gotta come like legit you can't just come with no like no just get by fade Mm-mm. you know people wanted to fade that will where they walk out you, oh you got an extravagant cut you they must knew. have got cut out of sh- yeah they knew <laughs> there was said. a signature on mm-hmm. that shop you know so um with that being said like you know i think i feel like like with today's world is kind of like I, I, it's hard for me not to compare mm-hmm. you know because i have to we i have to adjust to the times in a way but i'm like a part of me feel like it's not fair you know what I mean? That I'm um, the struggle that me and you went through. Mm-hmm. And to these mm-hmm. to these new cats is just Yeah. They just walk in the shop with their stuff and they feel like the the owner owes them. Right, like, right, like right. Like, like how many how many walk ins uh how many walk ins I wouldn't dare to ask nobody that. That's just me. Like I'm like already first of all, 
like I looked from afar and seen the expert, you know, seen what was coming in the shop. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to ask. Though. I went in there and, like I was on some like like yo, let me get up in here, you know. Um, but I feel like nowadays, like I got approached by different young boy barbers coming up, and it's like, like I said, they act like I owe them or something, you know, mm-hmm. like. You're like, yo, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a show up at your shop. How many walk-ins you got? And oh I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, boy, please, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But my wife told me something that was interesting. She was like, and I don't know, maybe I'm just like not paying attention to stuff, what's going on around me and all that. But, um, she was like, ever since 2020, you know, things kind of curved a little bit with people applying for jobs and all that. Mm-hmm. Like with me, I'm used to like going in person and stuff like showing up in person. Absolutely. Like everything now is like, like, oh, you put in an online resume and all that stuff. I'm not used to that stuff. Yeah, me either. So yeah. before you Taxi. even step in, yeah, before you even step to the store, you're making an online approach. Right. You know, and, and then I guess the whoever owned the business or whoever's in charge look at your stuff and then they call you to come in for an interview. Like mm. I'm not used I I'm used to like showing up mm-hmm. and, and then waiting for a call back after that, you know. So I don't know. But yeah, um mm-hmm. I know I kinda got on me a little bit, but with 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 you, mm-hmm. like when Barbara stepped to your show, stepped to you, like how um are you are you more acceptable to the approach now, or is it like, yeah, well, like do you bring them do you bring them through a process or? Well, I mean, honestly, I do listen to what they got the offer because mm-hmm. I always say like, oh, what do you you know what do you offer to the shop? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And they always they're always gonna tell me. Um, that they got this book and stuff like that. But the moment that they asked me that question about the walk-ins, right. I'm already like, you don't have a book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, and I right. let them know, like, like so So what you're saying is you don't have a book. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that they, they go, ah, I, well, I have I have somewhat of a, I'm like, mm-hmm. like, listen, listen. So you bringing some people in. Right. You know, they just be upfront with the whole situation so I know what I'm working with. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because, what they trying to do is, you know, they trying to come to people's shop. They're trying to get the people they want mm-hmm. at your place in mind that they want to do their own thing, which right. everybody has a right to. Right. I would love to see any barbers, any of my barbers build and go to the next level. Mm-hmm. I like to see prosperity, people building and getting to the next level. Right. Right. But you don't have to, like, scam or lie your way in. Mm. With yeah. me, yeah, you, you don't because you already know what time it is. Because I already know, you already what know what's happening. Is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? You know, same thing with these 50 guys have been cutting for 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You guys, you know, like again, even with uh, shout out to Big uh, B at Barbaros. Yeah, you know what I mean. Man he's B. he's one of yeah. the guys that coached me along. Right, you know right. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Man, my man Juan, I don't know, shout out to Juan. Big yeah. Juan, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So, uh, <clears throat> um. A lot of those dudes, fifteen years, thought they was good mm-hmm. where they was at. You're only good as your environment is, right? And right. And you're only your boss. You're only as good as your environment is. Wow. You're, you're okay. only good as the environment. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So they thinking they because they was good in that environment. Mm. When they get over this environment, they think they still that boom. But then they get yeah. a real awakening. Like man, these guys just want to hold on. Right. I just watched this guy do design whole haircut in like twenty minutes. Right. Right. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And it was sharp. Right. Piped them out. Everything. Put them on display. And yeah. Had a whole video that's a, done. That's a whole nother thing too. Being t- Time conscious, 
You remember you go you like what we grew up on. You go to the barber shop. Mm-hmm. You're in there for like hours. Hours. You're chilling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the TV's on, sports is on. Mm-hmm. You know, you you catching maybe catching some jewels from the old heads up in there, catching some wisdom and everything. Yeah. And playing chess and all that stuff. Exactly. And now it's like. Nah, um, look, I made my, you know, even if they didn't make appointments, yo, I got to be somewhere. I got be, everything is so fast paced moving. We're in a, a, like a microwave generation right yeah, now. Everything. You know what I mean? Where everything is fast paced. Everything is go. So it's no time to absorb anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's something else. You got to be time conscious of how, how you cut. You can't sit, you can't be sitting there mm-hmm. like, I mean, well, I put it depending on the customer, but. You may have somebody waiting, and you got you got Bruce in there, like in your chair. Like mm-hmm. me and Bruce go way back. We you know we 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 busting up on like yo, remember back in the nineties and this and that. You know mm-hmm. we talking, and and another guy come in and he's just like staring at you, tapping his foot. Like all right, come on, y'all got to wrap this up, man. You know what I mean? Like it's and it's like these days if you want to make money. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to, like, make a career out of this and everything, you got to be, that's one of the aspects. You have to be time conscious, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think I think people aren't thinking about that. They're not really thinking about all these things that come along with, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, un, you know, the epitome or whatever of being a barber. Yeah. They're not thinking about everything that comes along with that, yeah. you know. They're thinking so. about just the cutting and stuff. Like, a lot of younger ones that's coming in the, in the field and stuff like that, they're just thinking about, like, like how nice they are mm-hmm. and how nice they want to mm-hmm. be, right? Yeah. But they're not thinking about all the other things that make up that uh, as a, a barber, as a stylist, or wherever you want to be as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Which 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 doesn't work right with everybody. You're right. Because because if they want to own a shop, some right? people like that though. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. some customers like that. Yeah, they they yeah. want to go in the in the in the in the hoo ha shops where they like, mm. you know, they blowing whatever up in the air and yeah. you know, yeah, like, and and then what they see on social media, you said this before, yeah. is it's a plague, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like a perception of like mm-hmm. you look on on social media, you look on Instagram and all that, and you see these vid, they turning up and stuff where they doing like, um, mm. the what's the name, the pranks on the customers and all that stuff, yeah, and the average. Like consumer is watching this and thinking that, okay, this is how they get down this in the how shop. They get, that's you know how they what I mean? Yeah, this, or, and not. some people are like, this is just what I was looking for because mm-hmm. I'm that type of person too. So I'm gonna go find. So maybe the expectation is like mm-hmm. all the barbershops are like that. Just like perfect example. You ever had that client get in your chair, and he got, uh, he got a picture for you. Mm-hmm. And the picture, the, the dudes all diced up with the with the with black spray all types of colors. and color. Yeah, yeah. He, he shot, and and they come in, you know. And I have different Caucasian hair, yeah, and yeah. Indian hair, mm-hmm. all different hair. And these people looking at the opposite types of hairs and like, give me that fade. You like that's right. not possible, bro. right? You right. Don't have, I can give you something close unless, to it, unless you color it up at times, like yeah. yeah. I, like you do, you do know that that's right dyed up right there, right? Right. Or right. zinged or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize that. Right, you know what I'm saying, but right. they see that and they think that they can do that too. What's what's the chances of you receiving a picture like an authentic picture of like you know no no um, color enhancements, no mm-hmm. you know just a regular cut? What's the chances of you getting a picture like that? So do you feel like do you feel like it's the responsibility of the barber? Along with what we what learned at school with the client yeah. consultation, right? For them, to, it's their responsibility to explain that 
Like, look, mm-hmm. this this record, this is all types of color enhancements. Mm-hmm. This is even some cases like they may not have a hairline where it's like real like sharp looking like that picture, but all of a sudden they want a sharp hairline. I had a you know a, a senior at that, as he was like, I see the, the you know the haircuts you do you know you do you throw up on Facebook and all that. He was like, I want that sharp edge going around the ear, and his hairline is kind of like it's right. I'm All trying to say this respect, respectfully. It's uh, it's like um it's separated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like to get that sharp line, you got to have the hair for that. Yes. And I feel like maybe we should work like it or is it like a responsibility for the client consultation, the barber to explain to the client. Well, that's where it comes back again because. Right. That comes back to the professionalism and the, and and uh, and the skill of the barber right. and and what you learn in those schools. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't get that. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them that just want to do the hair mm. would just agree to that kind, right? And right. be like, "Yeah, I got you." Right, right. And won't go through a consultation. This yeah. guy, and he don't even know this guy. In his mind is like, like, yo, I hope he does it like this, man. Like, I. I'm expecting to see this joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy give him a totally different haircut, mm. knowing that he can't give him that just yeah. to take that money. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then is a then it comes a situation because that barber did not properly consultate this guy to let him know comfortably, like, listen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, uh, I know you wanted this, mm-hmm. but push him to the mirror and you gotta see this, bro. It's not coming down like this. Right. I can do it like this, like that, and that and that. Yeah. But but what do you feel like you see that a lot though with with oh, client man. consultations? I yo I I see it I see it I've, right. I've I've even put in my past experience put some of my clients and other upcoming barbers chairs, mm-hmm. and I try to explain to that barber what yeah. I give him to make his job easier, and they don't even want to hear that. Mm. They just like they're like okay 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 okay, okay. let Whatever. him let him tell me I got this. But the, yeah. when the client's like no. Mm-hmm. He does my hair the way I want to. Right. He explains it better than me. I want you to get this right. Right. Or get close to it because no barber going to cut everybody exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But just to shut off right there, that client, he's feeling a little nervous. Right. He like that. Slide put me in the chair with this he guy. He's probably cocking his he eyes back a little me. bit, looking in the mirror. Yeah. Trying to see, like, yeah, now he, yeah. Now he's not going to trust me no more right. on giving someone else that I know that has the ability to do it, but because he... He lacking consultation skills mm-hmm. now that I just found out about. Right, that ain't gonna come out because what do they do? They teach people, y'all don't face them to the mirror, mm-hmm. don't show this. You know, a lot of salons Yo, I, do that. I grew up salons for salon stylists. They'll face their clients toward the chair. Yeah, like even some of these franchise places that cut hair that you know they cut through the mirror sometimes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. for some reason, like I've been brought up on that. Nah, yeah. the barber faces the audience. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't have them. I just, I ain't gonna lie. I just recently, I, and I guess because I don't know if it's the demographic or what, but the, like the people that that I cut, <clears throat> excuse me, the people that I cut is like, um, they give for some reason I get a history of them and their experience either in barbershops or their hair, and sometimes I ain't gonna front. It's like, hey man, this is like taking five minutes, like for you to. You know, but they'll they'll go through. But that's part of the client consultation. Yeah. Like if I get a new customer, it's like, yeah. So, uh, you know, I went to. Yeah, I used to go to Bob over in South Philly, and 
Bob used to do this and do that. And I never, you know, I just like to get up and go. And I'm hearing that and I'm absorbing and processing all that. Okay, this is what this dude likes. This is the type of, this is what he liked to do with his hair. This is how he maintenance his hair. This is how, um, you know, um, you know, his relationship with his previous barber was. And it, it, it probably was a good relationship. And he's suspecting that from me. Yes, I have to engage in the in, yes. with the client. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to have my headphones on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. while I'm cutting his hair. No, I'm not going to have the music and the TV blasting extra loud to where it's, it's, it's like I can't we can't even hear ourselves can't talk. Hear talk. You know what I mean? No, I'm not going to be carrying conversation with the barber more than my client. The barber next to me more than my client. But these are, these are all things that I learned from over the years. Because like what you said before about the environment thing, like you are, correct me if I'm wrong, how you say it, the... You are what your environment you is. You are, and, and I remember at one point, from. like my environment was like kind of like disrespectful to the client, being disrespectful. And then mm-hmm. I learned from another barbershop, and they know you engage with the client. Take your headphones off. Talk to your fi- client. Find out like what he likes and what he doesn't like or what, even talk sport. Like sports sometimes could be like a, a, a common... Um, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, what's what you call? I don't lost for words, uh, but a common factor, like where you mm. both could talk. Yeah, you know, and come on a common ground. That's why I was about to say you mm. could come on a common ground, and and that will create a conversation with y'all too. Nobody mm. want to feel uncomfortable, especially coming to you for the first time. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like I feel like in today's modern barbershop arena, it's kind of like not all places, but the perception right. of what you see is like. Oh shoot! Like it's really like on some like the barber is like on some narcissistic you know Michael Scott stuff. Like it's right. all about it's all about me. You know That's what I mean? It, it. You know, um, it, it's not about I don't care about you. I don't care. You know, here get this haircut so I can get this money and you get out of here. Yeah. And I I feel like because of that it's so wrinkled up with you know um, deception. The, the deception is uh, the yeah. deception is bad, and it, right. it and they don't think about like. The, like what you're providing service, right? Right. They 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 look at it. Some of the newer ones, it seems some of the newer ones, but some of the newer ones think that like, like you said, we owe them something. Or yeah, the client got it. Like if you want them, you they they Hollywood level. Like, right. Well, if you was Hollywood level, you would be really like yeah, like book like that. Like, yeah. You would be like the man. Like everybody I heard somebody say, barbershop. The barbers are the new athlete. Yeah. 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 The new so, athlete. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Like this guy thinks he's a diva. Right. You right. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. and they and they have that in their head. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's all good to like to to like, what do you say? Um, make yourself feel like like. You know, like you're doing good and you're strong and 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 you uplifting yourself and stuff. Right. But man, it's getting to a self confidence. Self confidence. It's getting to a whole nother level now, right? Bro. Like, like don't. Oh, too much. Yeah, too, yeah, too, too yeah, much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, I, I, I be said, simple. I used, yeah, I used to say this a lot. I, I used to be like, yo, saying I'm good. Like, you know, when you know, back in the day, we'd be like, yo, I'm good. I'm good. You know, not saying like, you know, in the sense of like, like, hey, I'm good. But like, if you try to give somebody some advice or something like, no, yeah. I'm good. You know, I feel like I'm good. That phrase is like the worst thing. It's you can the say. worst you can say. It's the worst you can say. I'm good. No, you're not good. You know what I mean? Like I, and that's just today's generation. I wrestle with my son on that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because like the confidence is there. Yeah, it's there, mm-hmm. but it's also leave room. There's always room to grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's it. You got the drip and everything. I understand that. You know what I mean? But just leave some room so you could grow. You know what I mean? That, that's you know? A, that's important you said with that the confidence because, like, when we would like I've watched guys at my older barbershops like 
cry mm-hmm. and be like, I thought I was ready. Right, right. Some of them actually just quit and came back, like, mm-hmm. you know, because they were discouraged, right? Right. These ones now, they protect their discouragedness. Like, right. they don't want to ever see, you know, anybody sees like they feel some type of way about mm-hmm. this. I right. think I had one of them that used to work with me, and we still talk. He's, he's a good dude, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. And um, he, he felt like this is what I do. I don't want to make my client feel like I messed them up. Mm. You know, he yeah. cared about mm. them. Like, you know, listen, next cut is free cut on me. I could do right. it right the next time. And right. you know what? Those people came back. Right, right. And he was able to redeem himself. Right. Right. But some, a lot of these barbers today, oh, I don't care. Yeah. But do you think. I don't care. They, do, they, go, they let them roll right out the door mad, put the bad review up for the shop. They don't. That, you know? See, that's the side B of it. That's the mm-hmm. side B. Do you feel like it's a, it's a fine line, like between, like because of how the customers are. You like let's not let's not let's keep it real. You got customers that are like, you know, coming there with they stuff. Of course. And you know that whole theory of the customer is always right. They ain't always right, but yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Business thinking is is you take it that way first. Right, right. Yeah, like do you think like it's a a fine line with that and and maybe people are setting up a guard. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I know how people are. Like people are stank sometimes, man, and they just like, you know, come up with they come in the shop with they stuff. Like I know know my biggest thing, a P for me, is like parents that don't like this whole like, I understand. I get it. Just in parentheses. Like, I get it. Like, with the, you know, your kid has the, you know, explore mm-hmm. and all that. But I'm like, and I don't know how you do it at your house and everything, but, like, yo, it, I don't know. I just feel like I shouldn't have to say stuff to your parents about your kids roaming around and tearing up my shop and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, especially because I, like, pay for stuff up here. This is, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So this is a portion of the. I'm not just, like, I think the perception of people is, like, hey, I'm just in here cutting for fun, and I got all the money in the world. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, like, you can't, you kick, miss, can, can you, you know, he got to sit down. I even got games and stuff for the kids, like, to mm-hmm. occupy them mm-hmm. and stuff like that, just to, you know, because, uh, you know, keep their attention from trying to go into the back room and, and all this stuff. And, you know, and... It is a, a, a type of guard set up, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it's like a little peeve for me, but I most of my clients are kids, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But do you feel like, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, it's a way how you address that stuff, you know what I mean, where you're not trying to be offensive and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a change from how I do now mm-hmm. from barbershops that I grew up in. It was like, Yo, yo, and and the barbers will talk to the kids like any type of way, like yo, sit you down, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. this and that. And if you do that these days, oh no, mm-hmm. you'll catch like all types of reviews and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I try to be polite, I try to be respectful, respectful, and address the, you know, I address the parents first. Mm-hmm. And like this one dude, he, his kid kept letting the um the shop door, like mm-hmm. his kid kept playing with the, the shop, shop door, door. Yeah, and I had yeah. to say something to him like. Yeah, you might want to get your son because he's going to hurt himself. And he's like, oh, he's all right. He have to learn. And I'm yeah. like, Ugh. I'm like, no, because if something happened, then that's going to come on. You know, who knows? He may yeah. try to come at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, on some suing stuff or, or whatever. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you do have to set a guard up. 
mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's a way how you do it as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, but I went all around the world on that. But I'm just like, do you feel like it's a fine line? Well, like, do you feel like the, today's barber is kind of like, yo, because of how society is, because it's dark, you know, and people just all over on some like, yo, I don't give a crap. I, I'm a, I don't care if it's your business, it's small business. I'm going to come in there and act how, how, how I am. <coughs> and do you think that barbers are like setting up a guard? I think, I think like for themselves. Well, when it comes down to that, and I always say it like this, I always versus, I got big up to the salons, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, the salons have created a culture in everybody's eyes mm-hmm. that most of them, the majority of them, that they're professionalism first. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And their owners set up strict, you know, atmospheres. Like signs and all that stuff. Signs. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's the rules playing on the TV. Right. Or even even the way they set their stages up. You know, we learn this in education in, in uh, comment, we're educators mm-hmm. and how we set the rooms up and stuff and circle right. and oval and, and it the way the attention span is and mm. if it's long or elongated and yeah, colors absolutely. that's in the room that build so all that plays a part not just getting the building Mm-mm. but how you format the building how yeah, you yeah. format the building right right you know what i'm saying so it's like <clears throat> I, when i go around and i see a lot of the other barbershops mm. right these guys just throw chairs in they 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 just want to get the employees in. The owner just wants wow. the money. Yeah. The, the 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 barber feels that the owner just wants the money. Mm-hmm. So that's why he lets them do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But they complain about structure, but because they don't have the structure. Right. So it's like you know, just imagine you're you you're, you're a cadet or somebody learning whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You coming in there, and you like yo, <clears throat> like. Like, yo, Dak, this bathroom's a mess, bro. Like, this is this, this, and that. But uh, you know what? The rent is cheaper. So I'll be able to make more money in there. Mm. And he doesn't care what we're doing. Right. He won't even fix his place up. Right. You know, because now he wouldn't even, they're not thinking of that in the beginning. Mm-mm. But when you, you just try and get in there. You just try and get in there. Right. So now all these other people that live that lifestyle, right. the ratchet ones, all the ones, mm. they build this thing in there. Now, guess what they do? They go get another cheap one, another cheap one, another cheap. Mm. Just that, 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 that. Now you outnumber. You got like twenty barbershops or owners that don't care, mm-hmm. right? And they're they're allowing these guys to do whatever they want, drink, smoke, do whatever right. they want in their barbershop, right? Right. After a while, the barbers have a problem mm. because the barbers are built now. And yeah. when they get somebody that got some good money and they lose some money, they're like, "Why they're not coming back?" Like I think, like I got this guy here; he's paying me twenty five dollars for the haircut. Mm. All of those guys coming, I finally got a guy that would pay me fifty dollars, mm. and he won't come to the shop no more. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want that guy. People start waking up, start learning, yeah. things start happening. Guess what they do? They quit. They go, "No, I, I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. There's too there's fights in here. It's right. dangerous." You know what? I'm gonna go listen, to a nice shop. Listen, listen. Right? So yeah. everybody else, all, hundreds of people that go to these cheap places because right. they don't want to pay that money. Right, right, right. They right. want to pay some cheap stuff. Yeah. So all these other people go. Guess what they do? <clears throat> they go out and go. They go. Oh man, well, that those barber shops. These guys aren't real barbers. They're house cutters. Mm. They're just in a building. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now everybody's looking at it like this is what that, barbering that's what, is. That's what barbering is. Right? Whose yeah. fault is it? Who's creating right. this culture? Right. The owners are. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the real owners over there, 
they they all had their structure. So these guys come over to your shop and they go, I want structure. I love the atmosphere, clean. The prices is better. I can live off of this. I can grow the shop. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah, yeah. They still have the 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 dust and residue from the other shop over. Right, so they now carrying they, that they over. They carrying over. Now they struggling with that new owner. And then, right. and then sometimes that could become a cancer. It could become a cancer. And that's thing you know, people are grabbing on, like, yo, let me let my hair down. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to be apply all this professionalism the, for what? Yes, then the customers I, come in, yeah. and their customers bring the ratchet in with them. But the owner got it. But the new owner, he yeah. not going to do that. He's right. going to be like, uh, he's going to stop his cut, walk mm-hmm. over there, say, excuse me, mm-hmm. take the kid, yo, can you take they your mom? Mm-hmm. When they feel that, they like, Psh. All right. Yeah, it's done. So um, last, in, last um, we got to wrap it up, man, um, on the Barbers Union. Um, so last uh, real quick, encouraging words, some last words. What would you get give to the up and coming barber that's getting into the game? Listen, up and coming barbers work on your professionalism, work on your professionalism. That's that's number one. That's number that's one. number one. And then everything will spiral off of that. Everything come off of that. You guys have just been tuned in to the Barbers Union. Be you. You're the Barber Union. Be you. Barber you. Coming at you. Stay tuned for the next episode. Let's go. Yeah.